I mean, one of them was, they were both great presidents, uh, one a Republican, one a Democrat. And uh, one of them, the first one was Ronald Reagan, uh, acknowledging uh, the soldiers and the men. And at that time, uh, there were no women in the ministry, so he was acknowledging just men. But I want to know today that we acknowledge that the women played a big role in the military all along, even though they weren't in the battle necessarily. Uh, but in our country, we wouldn't have made a whole lot of things without them. So I want to make sure that we're honoring both. And he had that he didn't have that opportunity then. Uh, then as well, then JFK, uh, you know, he's mentioning and honoring and defending liberty and freedom. Uh, and today, you know, one of the things I want to continue to talk about that because America, you know, although we have our faults like any other nation, uh, I believe is one of the greatest nations in the world. And I'm glad to be a citizen here. I happen to be a citizen of two places. Uh, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God first, and then I'm a citizen of the United States of America. Amen. And so uh, having that dual citizenship, you know, uh, I'm honored to be where I am and to be able to do what God has called me to do. But again, I want to celebrate our veterans today. And by doing so, I'm going to first have, there's something, we are the first Christian school uh, in Delaware to have a junior ROTC program in place. And I'm going to bring these young soldiers right before us because I want to bring all the events that we do have here today. We'd like to uh, have you come and shake their hand. Uh, we're broadcasting now, we're live. And so I want to make sure that not only uh, you get to see it, but everybody that's watching oh, us across like the world gets but to see is it. it and the seeing us up? honor yeah. our vets yep. this morning. And I am honored to see these young people who are doing uh, a great job. And they happen to be not only, you know, I would call them just preparations of, of uh, being a soldier or oh. disciplined uh, in military tactics and, and views, but also they're soldiers for Christ, the kingdom of God. Amen. And so they represent that dual citizenship that I was talking about. So as we celebrate key. our veterans this morning, I would like our veterans, those that are here, uh, uh, starting with you, Pastor Stephen, I honor you. If you would come, uh, and, and any of the other vets, if y'all would come up uh, and be a part of this. Uh, uh, Amen. We just want to celebrate you. We thank God for you. Amen. All of you that are here. Thank you. Thank you. And again, our own Pastor Bruce is a veteran as well. Amen. So we have two vets that are part of our staff. Amen. That are part of what we do. And so we clearly honor our veterans. Amen. What an honor. What an honor. What an honor. And again, I am honored to be uh, a leader over these young people's lives as well. Uh, what we're doing here, we're preparing them. So I believe information, knowledge is power. But I also believe revelation is power. So when I take information and revelation and put them together, I create a reaction, an explosion. It's the old chemical chart. When two things come together, then what can they do? Anytime you take two chemicals and put them together, you will always have a reaction. And I believe that this is the reaction of the kingdom of God, what we're doing here. So, Junior ROTC, thank you. I honor you. Uh, Sergeant Combs and what you're doing here with us and these young people that you have in place. 
What an honor to have you here today, a part of the harvest. Amen. God bless you. And have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful service here God. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you. You don't know how proud I am of these young people. Um, because, see, I, they're our future. So, Hello, so somebody. So I'm they are our future. And so this organization is helping us to bring uh, not only discipline with our academics, but also the kingdom. So, you know, the kingdom principles that we share here at our school. Uh, what an opportunity to transform and change lives. Because we need our leaders intact, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Hello. So, so important. And so I got a word for you this morning. I want people before you long. And we want to welcome all of you that have tuned in uh, to our broadcast. Uh, we want to let you oh, know sorry, today we're here. celebrating our veterans. And yeah, it is imperative and important right for you uh, as well. I hope you do if you have any of in your family. And those of you that may be watching, we celebrate you. We thank you for what you have done oh, on our behalf. Uh, the things <laughs> that you have Raymond. been able to commit to <laughs> and do. We honor you. And, uh, you know, that's important for us because I know there was a period of time uh, in certain wars that our, that our soldiers did not feel that they were honored and welcomed. But I want to personally say I am honored because I get to live in a country because of the country that we live in and have the freedom and liberty that we have here because of what you have stood for and what you have done. And so I'm clear on it. I'm thankful and grateful for you. Amen. Yeah, Hallelujah. Yeah, and even in the broadcast there, it talked about 12 wars. Those 12 wars have been since the um, revolutionary time. So 12 wars. And then this happens to be the first time in history that we have seven generations living on the earth. Uh, one of those generations, the silent generation, has lived through eight of those wars. And those are the people that are over uh, the age of 80 and in that place, and that's the silent generation. And we have a lot more of them because technology has allowed them to live longer. So our veterans, as you saw, a lot of them were older gentlemen uh, that they were displaying in the video because they, they have lived longer. And uh, thank God for that technology and allowing that to happen. But we are we're living in a day that is um, extremely traumatic, in my view. And one of the things I'm going to be sharing some scriptures today and really coming from a different place uh, most of those wars was was fought over ideology and particularly land, dirt. But according to scripture, the Bible says that God formed and fashioned man out of the dirt, the dust of the ground. And so when he said in John, John chapter uh, 3, verse 16, that he came and sent the son to save the world, I believe we got that mixed up. I believe we've been uh, going after the land and not the dirt, the people. Because the word kingdom means a king over the dirt. Dung is dirt. And the dirt that he was talking about was mankind, humans. It was the only thing that he created in his image. And so today's war is a little different 
than the war uh, of the past. Now, there's wars still going on today, right now. Several uh, that are being reported every day that are going on in different lanes. And necessary for the defending of freedoms and of the liberty for particularly what we believe in, in democracy. Okay? And so I understand that clearly. But there's a greater war going on. And that war we're going to talk so about today. In the scriptures so what, in, in chapter and Romans, Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And I won't be before you long this morning. I want to uh, share this word, and we're going to celebrate even more. We have a few things after the service, uh, fellowship to celebrate with the uh, veterans that are here and anybody that would like to participate. But before that, I want to get this word out. Because this was on my heart. I've been thinking about it for weeks. For weeks. I said, you know, I, I want to talk about this because the Lord has been dealing with me. Last week we talked about what's going on in our in our country and in our, not only in our country, in our world. Um, the, in Matthew chapter 24, he said there will be wars, rumors of wars, nations against nations, kingdom against kingdom. All of that is happening. In 2 Timothy, he tells us that in the last days, he said, men will become lovers of themselves, that they would um, be boisterous, proud, um, um, and un unnatural affection, and then things that they would do according to, uh, against not only their own parents. And so we talked about all of this going on, and everything that we talked about in Second Timothy in Matthew are already going on now. They're already happening. Every one of them. So we've been alerted. We've been uh, been given the scriptures and the word on this and so it is up to the people of God to now acknowledge that and now to reach out to share with our brothers and sisters uh, going after them to help them to stand with them not not to to, uh, to be judgmental of them but to be there to aid and assist and I'll tell you how in a minute so in, in the Bible it says that uh, here my glasses on In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. One of the things I, I like about the military, and when I see them, and even our junior ROTC, and one of the things Sergeant Cole stays on our young people about is the order. How they, when they wear the uniform, how they wear the uniform, how they keep it. Just as if, that's important. Because I believe we serve a God of order. And he said, this is a reasonable service. But here's the big one. He said, but be not conformed by this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to submit to you today that the war we are fighting today is called the battlefield of the mind. It is the mind. It is the place where uh, we now make our decisions and our choices. And the things that we've seen and see and conduct in our mind is what happens and plays out in our body. It also plays out in our world. So one of the things that I've found is that the mind, and right now, being in the hour that we live in, uh, I just recently came back from a conference with uh, artificial intelligence, and uh, many of us don't have a clue 
or what did you do? And uh, some of it's quite scary, yet some of it is great news because how much it can advance us and how many things it can do to help us. But yet it is quite uh, clear. In fact, some of y'all haven't noticed, but the, the Beatles just came out with their new song. And you said, how is that possible for a group that was present in 1969 just come out with their new song? Well, they wrote the song long time ago, and with artificial intelligence, it took their faces and put on a body, and it took the words and their voices and created the song like they were singing them. Now, I got to tell you, if that ain't scary, because all of us know that two of them are dead. They're not here anymore. Yet artificial intelligence showed us them on a stage singing a song they never sung before. That's quite scary. But if you don't know any better, and your mind will believe that it was true. Which is the struggle, the challenge we have because we live in a world now where we have created, or things that are created could now put things before us that are not really so. And if you don't know him and know what his word says and know the truth and knowing that, you can get duped in a lot of different things. And so I think it's imperative because the Bible tells us also in Matthew when he told us about all these rumors and all these things that would be happening, he said, be not troubled. How in the world can we not be troubled with this kind of stuff going on or the possibility of it happening? Yet, he says, be not troubled. Which means, he's telling you, there's a peace that passes all understanding. There's a peace that's far beyond our own comprehension. And so, the way we can get this is by the peace of God. And so as I was thinking, Pastor Bruce, I was, I was out today uh, sitting on the deck this morning with my snuggle on and uh, the, 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 the little heat thing going and I was drinking my coffee and staring at the sky and thinking about how good God really is. And so I'm thinking about his awesomeness of who he is. And he said, well, I need you to tell the people this morning that when I talk about renewing their mind, I'm talking about putting on the mind of Christ. And he said, but he said, they can't be me, but they can act like me. He said, well, I said, well, how do they, how do they do that? He says, I put it in my word. He says, they're going to put on love. They're going to put on peace. They're going to put on joy. He said, these are things that they'll be able to deal with. And yeah, even long suffering is one of them. He said, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He said, I have said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So don't abandon my peace. Don't abandon my joy. So it is where it's a mindset. So if I, in other words, I know all of this stuff is going on. And he said, be not troubled. In other words, I got to be about his business no matter what. We got to do what he's called us to do no matter what. You know, um, I want to share with you that Christ himself was a soldier. And he had orders that he was given. And he followed those orders. And by the way, one of the things I learned in the military is if you get a set of orders, and soldiers correct me that are here if I'm wrong, when you get a set of orders, 
It is your duty to follow those orders. If you do not get a secondary set of orders, you follow through on the orders you were given. Is that correct? So, I find out that God was sent into this world. He goes to the garden. He's now faced, because the time is at hand, and he's now faced with going to the cross, and he knows it. The pressure is so great that he's sweating the capillaries. The sweat breaks capillaries in his veins, in his head, and the sweat turns to blood. That's how much pressure was on him. Y'all think you had a migraine. It could have been nothing like what he had to deal with that day. And then he says to the Father, if there is another way, would you tell me? I'm, I, I've been calling on you, Daddy. I, I'm, 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 I'm here at a place the pressure is great. And I realize, according to Scripture, nothing else was said. He got no other orders. Well, it wasn't long he got up and he understood that the orders that were given are the orders that are to be followed. And so he follows the order because now I want to share with you, had he not followed the orders, you and I would not be here today. He provided a way of escape for you and I. And so he had to fight that battle in his mind. And the mindset was, because now, by the way, he represents joy. He represents peace. He represents love. He represents all the things that we desire in life that are good. Said his grace and his mercy endure forever. Well, you and I are human. Our mercy and our grace runs out. We get mad. After a while. Right? But God, how many, every one of us, every one of us in the house was guilty. Yet he went to the cross for you, each and every one of us. Because why? He defeated, so this is part of what I want y'all to know. He defeated this in his mind. The battlefield was there. Though the enemy wanted him to creep out and to not follow through with what he was called to do. He didn't want him to do that. Why? Because he provided a way of escape for you and I. Had he not done that, that would not take place. We would not be able to call on him today. We would not be able to utilize that part. But though this battlefield that I'm talking about, he proved that it can be won, yet it does come with a cost. I love one of the presidents said, those men and women that committed to the military gave up two things. The life they were living and the life they could have lived. They decided to do another one in, in, on behalf of fighting for their country. Well, I want to declare today and ask the people of God, are we willing to fight for the kingdom of God and for ourselves and for other people who don't know God and reach out to be there, to help, to love, to show peace, to show joy, in spite of our indifferences. Are we willing to do that? And so that's the kingdom principle and the purpose that I believe that the church is called to do. And so I'm not here wanting to judge anybody. 
But what I'm here to do is to, I want to stretch forth my hand in love. I want to stretch forth my hand in peace. I want to stretch forth my hand uh, for the kingdom of God. Because he said that's what he came to build. And in building that, he would lift us up. He would help grow us. But he did not tell me he would not come with that without adversity. But one of the things I love is we also tell us in 2 Timothy, finally, my brother, put on the whole armor of God. You would not need armor if we weren't in a war. Hello. It's clear that we are in a battle. But this war is this war, again, in the mind. But I need the armor because it's the armor of God that can protect me. The helmet, the breastplate, loins girt about with truth, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. All of these are necessary. But the weaponry has changed. The armor is changed. The purpose of protecting our heart. The helmet to protect our head, our minds. Okay? Its purpose is, is there, but it's clear. He uses this analogy to explain to us that this battle uh, and how it won is through faith. Faith without works is dead. What I believe, I will do. And when I do what I believe, I can have the result of it. And so I, I just submit to you today, uh, as we celebrate Veterans Day, and those that have served on our behalf, are we willing to serve in another manner to help serve them as well as others with the love of Christ, with the Word of God? Because I believe it's vital today. I don't know about you, but if I've been, you know, there's nothing greater than being able to receive love peace when I'm and then through traumatic experiences. By this world, by, by the way, this world brings lots of And I believe war does. But it's great to be there to be a support and not a hindrance. To be a help. And so uh, as I thought about this message today, it's like the battlefield of the mind. And see, you know, putting on the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and getting myself equipped, but more than that, putting on the mind of Christ. How I would think and how I would operate and what I would do on behalf of the kingdom. And I think that's so important uh, for me to walk and all of us to walk that way in that righteousness. Not with your nose up in the air like you got it all figured out. Because I didn't say that. I don't Let me just put this over here. But what I do know is if I can start to emulate God and act like God and do the things, I believe our world would be different. I also just wait. And uh, where does it start? Everybody ever says it starts somewhere else? I believe it starts right here. We do not. It starts right here. I want these young soldiers to be equipped with the mind of Christ and ready and disciplined enough to know, um, you know, who they are and whose they are. I love that about young David, you know, uh, as awesome as he was. I, I want to acknowledge all of you. Y'all understand that David wasn't saved for today? Hello? 
But you are here. My question is, what do you want to do with what God has given you the ability to do? The, the story, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. The rest of the story in which God could do through one of us. Through one of them. All we got to do is respond. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. I found out why. All uh, there was a whole lot of people called, but they didn't show up. The difference in the call and the chosen was the response to the word of God. They responded just as the soldiers responded to their call to fight for their countries. They responded. There was a whole lot of other people that went south or north. <laughs> but but God. And God has always been in this business. And I'm declaring today that I wanted to put our focus point on our minds. And it's clear to me that the enemy is going after us there more than ever. We have more things going on in, the, in that realm than anywhere else. I know we think a lot's going on in the earth, but it is nowhere near what the attacks that are going on in the mind, in the mental realm, against 8.6 billion people. Looking at the numbers there of the fallen, but also the 21 million living vets, I believe it is, that are currently on the earth right now, people are here in the United States. That's that's huge, right? But that's just a small fraction of the 8.6 billion that are on the earth. And yet God said, I created them in my image. Nothing else he gave that, uh, that uh, title to. Nothing else. In fact, when I look back out of everything and the order in which he created it, had he not done it in the order that he did, you and I, the last thing he made would, have, would not have been able to survive. The last thing he created was man. And he said, this is good. And he went on to give it a better stat. This is really, really good. Very, very good. He put a double emphasis on it. Everything else he said was good. But let me share with you. Had he not created the sun, which is exactly the right distance away to keep the earth warm but not burn up. He created the moon, which is exactly the right distance to stay away so that the, you know, it would give light at night, but it wouldn't freeze the earth. Exactly the right distance, right? And then he goes on and takes the water and separates the water from the waters. So why? There's two types of water. There's, there's salt water, which is in the sea, and then there's the river water, which is a water that no longer has salty anymore. Well, because you can't drink salt water and live. So he did that. Then he goes on to create trees. And in the trees, he puts the seed inside of the trees and the fruit and all of the stuff that's on the trees. Wow. And by the way, the trees create something called H, uh, oxygen. And creating the oxygen is so that you and I can breathe. Isn't that amazing? We're talking about well, a God that loves So he put these things in order, and then he goes on and creates animals and fish of the sea and fowl. But he says, listen, all of these things, I'm giving y'all dominion over. Everything that exists on the earth, I gave you dominion. But one of the things we took, we started having dominion over one another, which I do not believe was the original intent, but yet it exists. And here we are, 
دیگه برده میرم If my people who are called by my name, the word Christian comes from Christ. Okay, little Christ. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, humble themselves. In other words, bring it back down and listen, I don't know it all, I don't got it all, I don't have to have it all. But am I willing to stand for my brothers, my sisters? Are we willing to live and work together? If they would humble themselves, he said, I would hear from heaven. That means he would hear from the ultimate authority. And then he said, I would heal the land. That is the only way the land could be healed. It is the only way that it would change. He said in his word, Yet, we've been reverting to everything else except that. So I submit to you today, as I prepare to close, that it is the word of God that can change our mind. It is the word of God. And the world has gone crazy. The only thing that can keep me in this thing is the word of God. It's the only thing that can save me. And I will submit to each and every one of you and those of you that are Christian and profess to be Christian, then you need to act like be about the king's business. And what is that? Joy, peace, love. All of those gifts, all of those fruits that he mentioned, that's who we are and that's what we should be doing. And we should be making a difference in our world. As we honor our vets, we need to honor our king. In hearing what it is he has to say, you know, are we willing to walk it out to the living and not just talking, but also walking? Amen. Can we get to make hands up for the right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, listen, I know those of you that are watching, I deliberately did a, a very uh, short message today, but so because we just want to, again, there's time to spend with the the, the, the men and women of God events that are here today uh, and celebrating them and we have a little uh, uh, support that's happening afterwards and that we want to honor that Pastor Stedman has put together and you know he's not only a, a veteran uh, in the military but he's a veteran uh, for the kingdom of God as well and uh, honored to meet you and thank you for that great uh Acknowledgement of me and you putting on, putting this all together. He put this together today in our service, and uh, we're grateful to have him on our team. So I'm thankful for that. But more than that, I'm thankful for all of the vets that have come out today and supported uh, us. I hope that uh, this has been somewhat of a blessing to you because it is my prayers that it will be. Um, and then I'm also honored and thankful, Sergeant Combs, 
and the junior ROTC here at Harvest, representing, uh, I believe, all those that are watching across the country get to see. Uh, I'm proud to say that Delaware uh, and Harvest has the first junior ROTC program, um, but God is in it. Amen. What an honor that is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Pastor Stedman, would you like to close us and tell us what we're doing from here on? But uh, well, also, I know we cut through. I'm sorry, yeah. eyes and all. Amen. Glory to God. Well, would you like to do that? Okay. All right. Let me do it. So we will get ready for our tithes and offering. Amen. We, church, uh, tithing means we give a tenth part of what God has blessed us with. We are givers. Amen. If you are a visitor here, okay, we're not asking you to do that. Uh, what we're asking you to do is, uh, if God has placed in your heart, get on your heart to give a gift, please do so. Amen. Uh, we're not begging. Uh, God said that the righteous would never forsaken, nor would you ever find them begging for bread. So uh, we're not here sure. to put anybody under any pressure. This, yeah, this is on here. But do we do believe in the membership of this church, uh, supporting this church? That's how we do what we do. That's how he's given us the ability to be there. But all more than that, and have a benevolence so that we can reach out, support, and do other things uh, for the kingdom of God. And this is how we do it. This is what we do with the funds. So just that an idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, just that's the purpose of why we do what we do. So because we got to be able to support ourselves. One of the things I've learned is that uh, all of y'all know that in this country, it is important. And the Bible tells us too, man, it doesn't work. Should eat. Okay, but we, we work, we do different things, and we support. But also what we believe in, we support. Amen? Um, I like to be able to supply those things that are nice and for us and be able to come and have a building like this and an operation like this. We live in this world, so the kingdom of God doesn't need any funding. God doesn't need any money in heaven. We don't have no, you know, the, you go to the um, drive-thru at the back. And you put the thing in and it goes up. Okay, there's nothing going up. It, it's all needed right here. Okay, it's needed to be here. And then we even put it up for many of you in, in the time of crisis and needs. Um, the church has been a place, a go to place, to be able to do those things at times. But the only way it's, it's being done is by all of us that support it. 